as I grew throughout my career, you know, that was part of it. But then learning the whole mindset side of things uh, became even more intriguing because I think as you obviously really well know that, you know, as we, we train people, we become almost therapists in some way. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, for sure, for sure. You know, so having that mindset piece is, um, has been a fun thing that I didn't anticipate either. So Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is about improving our relationship with nutrition and exercise to achieve success in our fitness journey. And our special guest today, Steve Lavick, founder of Beyond Measure Fitness, will help us do just that by sharing how fitness is much more than just looking better and getting stronger and how he went from training clients for free out of his friend's garage to open his own training facility. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome Steve Lavick to the podcast. How you doing, Steve? Doing awesome, Christian. Thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. No problem. No problem. No problem. So you are currently where now? We are in, our gym is in Naperville. Uh, we, my wife and I, we live in Yorkville, uh, Illinois, but we're, uh, our gym is in Naperville, Illinois. Okay. So how long have you all been up there um, in the Chicagoland area? Yeah, so I'm born and raised. I, I've lived in the Chicago area my whole life. Um, our gym, we've been there. Uh, we opened in the location we're in in October of 2013, so nine years now. Wow. And uh, yeah, so we've been there for a while. Yeah, I've been in the Naperville, Wheaton area uh, essentially my whole life. I went to college there. I went to you know college right downtown Naperville and have yet to really leave the area. So okay, uh, been here for a while. Okay, cool. It's a cool place to be. A cool place to be. I actually went to college up in DuPage County at uh, DeVry in okay, nice. 2000. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, in, in 2000. So I spent about a year up there kind of going back and forth and trying to get familiar with some of the suburbs and everything like that up there. So how did you get into personal training? Yeah, you know, uh, really it started with sports. So I, I was an athlete my whole life, um, you know, love doing everything active, you know, it's so not just sports, but, you know, snowboarding, like just everything outside. Um, but with sports, um, you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. I wasn't the biggest or the fastest. And so I had to work for everything uh, that I achieved with sports. And uh, so that, you know, that introduced me to the weight room, obviously. And so I just kind of fell in love with training from a young age. You know, my brother, one of my brothers is six years older than me. And he's one of those dudes where, you look at him or I'm sorry, he, if he looks at a weight, he just gets bulky. You know, he's just genetically yeah, yeah. one of those people. And, uh, I'll never forget. He was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. And he came home like after like midsummer. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't know muscles could exist like that, you know? So that really inspired me to really want to start working out. Uh, so I started working out from a young age at like 11, uh, fell in love with it. Uh, that carried me through sports. I played sports all through college. So I played football and baseball uh, at a, a private D3 uh, college. did internships. I majored in exercise science. So I kept that going through college. And um, you know, I did multiple internships and started training people for free. Uh, and uh, that kind of slowly evolved into you know people offering me their space, um, turning those space eventually uh, coming into an opportunity to open the the 3500 square foot facility uh, that we have and i'm happy to go into you know further detail but that's just kind of like a, a real quick rundown of of uh you know how we got started and, and where we're at now i got you so what uh what college did you go to i'm sorry if i missed yeah no north college. central north central college right downtown naperville okay okay and your your major was uh what was your major again exercise science 
Okay. 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 So by seeing uh big bro look at weights and then instantly get larger, that kind of motivated you to want to at least learn the science behind what was going on. So what were some of the things that uh, stuck out to you during your uh, education? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, <clears throat> growing up kind of in like an old school, you know, you know how it was, I'm sure going through high school, you know, they didn't really know what they were doing. You know, we, we all just kind of did an old school kind of routine. And I carried that through, I mean, honestly, throughout college, so small D3 schools, you know, they don't have the the payroll like D1 schools to have a full-time strength and conditioning coach. So, you know, all throughout school, I was just kind of doing that school stuff. So I thought I knew, you know, I thought I knew because I was, you know, I was, you know, I was getting stronger. I, get, I gained muscle, that sort of thing. So the biggest eye opener for me was really how little I knew about training uh, going into school. They, have, they had a really great exercise science program over there. And it was, I was caught off guard. I'm not going to lie. I was like, man, you know, it's not rocket science, but there's definitely science to it. And, um, you know, that was, that was really eye opening to me and just kind of fell in love with the science of it and, and just learning more and, and seeing how, you know, anatomy and physiology can really have an impact on the body. And, and then as I grew throughout my career, you know, that was part of it, but then learning the whole mindset side of things, uh, became even more intriguing because I think as you obviously really well know that, you know, as we, we train people, we become almost therapists in some way. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, for sure. For sure. You know, so having that mindset piece is, um, has been a fun thing that I didn't anticipate either. So, uh, but yeah, North Central College has great, great program over there. I, I had a really good experience. Okay, cool, cool. So beyond measure of fitness, what is it and how did it come to be? Are you hungry but only have 30 minutes to meal prep? Then download my new e-cookbook, What to Meal Prep, at successfitnessstore.com. You will get three step-by-step -step written and visual recipes for one high-protein meal that's under 600 calories. I'll help you cook fresh salmon, steam fresh broccoli, and quinoa in under 30 minutes to help you stay on track of your fitness goals. So go to successfitnessstore.com to download your copy today. Yeah, so we are a personal training facility. So we started in, well, the story is quite interesting. And if I take too long, feel free to cut me off. So I got you. I got you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell yeah. So, um, so I started, I, I did two internships in college. And when I was doing my internships, I was falling in love with everything I was learning. And I was just sharing it with everybody for free, just because I loved it. And I honestly, I knew I needed the experience. So I was doing that. Somebody, while I was training them, they offered me their little half garage to use as a space. Um, they essentially turned their garage into a gym that I could use so long as I trained them. So I trained them for free and then I can train you. whoever I want there. Okay. All of a sudden, eight people would start showing up to this little half garage and we would have nowhere to go. You know, there's right, no room. right, right, right. Another person offered me the same thing. Technically, it was a barn. There weren't like cows and chickens running around or anything like that. Um, but I spent all my money on equipment to turn this barn into a gym essentially. And that's actually where the gym was born. I, I started the LLC back in 2012. Okay. Uh, technically the business is, is 10 years old. Um, but we've been in like a legit space now for, for nine. Right. You um, got to see if it, uh, if it worked, you know what I mean? If this is just a hobby or this is just some bros just coming over to, you know, to lift some weights or whatever, but I, I got you. I got you. Keep going. Yep. Yeah, so that that's kind of how it got got ramped up. Now, in the middle of this process, there was kind of a tragic part of the story where, <clears throat> in uh, 2012, uh, my best friend was murdered. It was just a horrible, horrible thing, and 
uh, just totally random and senseless. And it, it took me down this, this crazy spiral and we can, you can ask about that if you want. And I'm happy to share any details on that. I'm an, I'm an open book. Um, but anyway, so he died and started to plan a fundraiser uh, for his scholarship that he has at North Central College. And I didn't know there's going to be another person there. Long story short, this other gentleman there ends up being one of the biggest donors in North Central College history. Sean's dad was kind of talking about what I was doing. And by the end of the day, he decided he wanted to support what I was doing. And, and that's kind of how we got our funding to start uh, the 3,500 square foot uh, gym that we've got now. So that's how we went from the barn to our, our facility now uh, with his support. So I got yeah, I, I, got I, I, I think that's a new record for me of story down. So no, it's, it's all good. It, I, I think that goes to show it's like, even in tragedy, there's still a birth of something else, you know, just kind of how life goes is, um, you know, there's life and then there's death and then after death and there's life again, it's like the, the ongoing cycle because it's, you know, I, I bet you were trying to figure out how does this make any sense? You know, um, still a life was lost, you know, so condolences uh, to you and, the, and your friend's family um, and everything, uh, because that is tragic. Nobody deserves to, you know, lose a life, like you said, just senseless, senselessly like that. But, you know, in turn, you know, there was still something that kind of gained, you know, out, out of that, you know, unexpectedly, unexpectedly, not to say that, hey, you know, hey, he passed away. And now we got we got this. No, but just some things just kind of just work out that way. You can't even explain it. It's just happens. It just happens. Now, what is the demographic of clientele yeah. that you have at, at your facility? Yeah, I would say on uh, for the most part we're forty five and older, and okay. about seventy five percent female. So on okay. average, that's kind of what you would. Say. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, this is going off of experience, and I want to see if you had the same one. Do you or have you had um, say like married couples or just just couples, uh, male and female, come in, and who normally is the talker, and who is the walker? out of the two? Oh, by far the women are the walkers. Like they come in and actually get started. Right. And yes, then, yes, 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 yes. The guys do all this talking. They come, like, they come crawling in later. Yeah. 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 The guys do all this talking and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Or they're kind of like trying to almost kind of blow you off. Like you're not the trainer. And it's like, okay. And then it's like, okay, let's execute this exercise. Let's execute, execute this exercise. And then like the female can kind of be kind of like timid at first. And it's not timid, it's them assessing everything. You know what I mean? It's like the Terminator. It's like, okay, they're doing all the data input and everything. And then they, something just goes in and they just execute it, perfect form, perfect everything. Meanwhile, the guy's over there, hands over his knees, getting ready to vomit. <laughs> and now she's yeah. laughing at him. <laughs> yeah, not talking anymore, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, what's the, one of the most frequent questions your potential clients or your current clients asking yeah no i would definitely say you know people ask about cost you know that's going to be the most common that we see is like oh you know how much does it cost and i think you know kind of referring back to the the mindset that we were kind of just alluding to earlier i think that's due to just a poor mindset and attitude towards fitness right obviously you've got to find something that fits in your budget that's just right. being 
smart. But if you're using that word cost, you're kind of seeing it as like a zero sum game. Whereas if you change the wording a little bit and see it as an investment for yourself, changes everything because it is. And it's the most important investment you could ever make is in your health, right? It's it's right. really difficult. When you break it down, it's difficult to argue that, right? It doesn't right. matter how much money you make or what you have. It's like, man, as soon as you start losing your health, that's when you realize like, man, I should have invested. I should have. Right, right, right. That I is so key. Uh, you know, it's like you, you see that happen to so many people and it's just the worst thing ever. And, and that's why we do what we do. You know, we try to encourage and motivate people to, to change their mindset on that. And uh, but yeah, that's easily the most common. And so that's just I, I don't take that personal. I see that as kind of an opportunity to try to change their mindset, try to educate them a little bit in terms of kind of looking at it in a different way. If that I makes gotcha. sense. Have you had uh, any difficulties in that? in that type of, you know, like approach, like when you first got into this business, how did you take that when let's just say you put your price out there, right? And somebody's asking and then the hesitancy of it, how did you kind of go from like, okay, this person is hesitant. Yeah. Okay. What, what do I say now? Uh, or based off of the feedback they give you, how did you respond from then to now, it's like, okay, you got your, I don't like to call it spiel, right? But you got your yeah. spiel down and to the point to where now they're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And early on, I had zero sales experience. So it was a mess. Like I think back of what I was doing before and it's like, how in the world did we even make it? It's, it's right, <laughs> right, right. Like, hey, you want to work out? <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, yeah. what was I doing? I have no idea. I had no system, you know, and now you know, after 10 years of experience. And I, you know, I think the biggest thing for me now is just complete belief in what I do. You know, so for right. me, it's just like, I believe in what I do so much. I know this is going to work for you. And that comes out in our initial conversations. You know, I have actual conversations with people. I listen to what they actually, uh, what their goals are. And I give them honest feedback in terms of what is going to actually get them there. And I think it's my belief in what we do and how we're going to get them there that ends up, you know, selling is such an, you know, icky word in our industry, right? But you are right. You, are you know, right. it's like, but it's an opportunity to change the course of somebody's life is what you're true. What it down true. To. It's like, true. if I don't sell you, if I can't convince you that this is the most important thing in your life, then I, I screwed up because like now your life is going to go this way when it could have gone that way. Not to say that they may not find something else, but I know that what we do and how we motivate and encourage is going to get you there. And if I, if I can't connect with you, if I can't find that, that reason why this is important to you, then I have failed you. You know, I've got to take responsibility for that. I never put it on the other person. It's just my inability to connect with that person. And it's a big responsibility when you think about it as a, as a salesperson in this industry, um, but I love it. Honestly, it's, it's, <clears throat> I was somebody who got into this and, you know, sales scared the bejesus out of me. Right, right, right. And, uh, and now I just, I get so excited because I just see it as an opportunity. You know, you have that opportunity to totally change somebody's mindset and perception, what they were thinking previously about fitness. And that to me is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, for sure. I know I had a, you know, come to Jesus moment when I realized like, this is a sales job or the sales position, yeah. or it's a part of it, you know, whatever, you know, uh, order you want to put that in. And that kind of set me back for it for a second, you know, just more like, huh, let me sit back in my seat and really process that because there is a transaction there to a point to where it's like, you know, now everything is so visually, uh, 
visually accepted or visually accessible, visually accessible when it's like, okay, I can look on Instagram and, you know, do this, you know, workout. Like, um, I checked out, I think you may have posted it today, but you know, the algorithm will show you stuff two or three days later, but you had put like this pole on on the wall and you were, uh, doing a core workout. I'm like, man, that's, that's neat. And just the access that people just have to that. Now, granted, you don't, that person who's watching that does not get the, the form checks, the tweaks, the foot position, the handle overhand, underhand, you know what I mean? All those things. And that is what people pay for versus it's like, oh, I can just look at what Steve is doing, or I can just look at what Christian is doing and just emulate that. And it's like, no, it's much more than that. We could probably spend 30 minutes on cue points on how to do oh, yeah. something or how to do that, you know, and then you got to let them do it. And then it's like, oh, okay, you know, this is your interpretation of it. But I said all that to say is that that whole term, like you said, sales, it, it can be a kind of a, a icky feeling, but at the same time, it's, Hey, I got to keep these lights on at this facility, you know? Sure. And I know that probably was a different transition or something that you learned over time going from personal trainer to gym facility owner. So what was that transition like going from personal trainer to now it's okay. I, I own this gym. I got to make sure everything's on the up and up. Well, let me tell you, well, I could write a book on how not to open a gym uh, yeah. because I made every mistake. Like we had no, I was completely clueless when we started. I had no clue of what we were doing. So like we started this thing. I had no sales experience, no marketing experience, no business acumen whatsoever. And I was an honestly a novice trainer. I was a, I was right out of college, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't start a business. If you're there, I, I any kid that I, t- I just talked to North Central the other day, my suggestion was like, Hey, you need to get at least five years in the industry, getting all this experience, becoming a good trainer, learning sales, marketing before you even think about opening a gym. Right. So that's right. what I right. always tell Man, that first day, uh, you know, when we opened, you know, I'll be perfectly honest, this is embarrassing, but this is the truth. I didn't even know what our opening day expenses were going to be. Gotcha. So we found out, I literally found out like the week we were opening and I was like, at the time, I think it was like $8,000 just to keep the the lights on and to pay myself something. Um, That was like our break even point, right? $8,000. I have to pay rent. I've got to you know, pay our loan. I've got to do all this. <clears throat> and I was like, I don't think I've seen $8,000 in my entire life at this point. Oh my gosh. So man, it slapped me in the face. It was terrifying. Um, scariest, one of the scariest times in my life, but honestly, uh, the way that I grew up, my lack of understanding in terms of money business, like it was a really hard experience, but I am so grateful for it because I just got thrown into the fire and I had to figure it out. Luckily my wife was there, uh, as well. I would have never, we would have never made it if it wasn't for my wife as well. Um, I mean, she, she saved me in so many ways, uh, throughout my life, but, uh, yeah, man, that was scary. Uh, don't for anyone listening, do not open a business until you have at least five years of experience in that, in that industry. You know, if you're brick and mortar, I should clarify, you know, cause there's a lot of online stuff you can do now, but if you're going to open up a brick and mortar, uh, business, don't just go in blind. You're I got you. I got the, you. So how was that? How was that? That first week, like then, you know, uh, I can't even say besides be because, you know, we have to compartmentalize like, okay, you know, yeah, I understand this expenses. I got to put that over there, but that whole just experience that 
first week, uh, opening week, what was that like for you thinking about, man, I was in the barn and my friend passes and now here I am opening this facility. What was your emotions like going through all of that, that whole week? Yeah. So, you know, prior to opening, I was really excited. You know, I, I couldn't wait to open the doors. Um, but you know, knowing what I know now about the industry, man, like I should have been like three months prior to opening, I should have been doing pre-sales marketing. I should have had a list of pre-sold members before we even opened. Right. It's gotcha. like, no idea. So as soon as I found out that, oh my gosh, I'm in the whole $8,000 to start right off the bat. Um, I, I went old school because this was, you know, this is 2013. This is even before like Facebook ads and, and things like right. that. Right. And so I was like, I was literally walking, you know, there's some, some businesses in the area. There's a lot of mm -hmm. apartment complexes. I was literally walking door to door, introducing myself, you know, saying, Hey, uh, this is me. We have this personal training facility. Wow. Like literally. And then people actually started coming in and then they started giving us referrals and somehow I, to this day, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we did it, but we, you know, I think it was just, you know, being young, energetic, passionate right. about doing that guy. Right. Um, but we made it, man. I mean, it was, it was, uh, 5am to 8pm Monday through Friday, uh, for two years, uh, Saturdays, I was there as well. <clears throat> Not as long, you know, just a couple hours on Saturday, but six days a week, Monday through Friday was 5am to 8pm every day. Uh, it was, like I said, I don't recommend that path, <laughs> but now that I'm through it, I, I am grateful for the uh, for the experience for sure. And I got you. Um, side question: What is your favorite piece of equipment that you have currently in your in your facility? If you could name one, if you got a couple of them, but what's yeah. what's something that highlights that for you? Yeah, that, I would for me personally, or yeah, 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 for you personally. I would say like right now, I'm like I'm really. I really love dumbbell bench press. So I would say, I would say that for our members, I would say the kettlebells just cause they're so like, you can do so much with the kettlebell, you know? I gotcha. So, I gotcha. Yeah, but lately I've been feeling dumbbell bench press. So I would say that for me right now. I gotcha. And I gotcha. So what does a typical day look like? You talked about, you know, from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. for two years straight, six days a week. So what does a typical day look like for you today? Yeah, no, that's, um, uh, so now, you know, I'm not at the gym as much. Okay. Um, I I'm, I'm there probably about 15 hours a week and, um, you know, I'm still training there. I do a lot of work with our team. I'm really doing a lot more in terms of providing value to our members as often as I can. And so for me, I get up really early every single day and I, I tell people this, like, this is for accountability for me, as well as proof that I'm I'm not just talk here. Go check me out on Instagram and you'll see me every single day. Uh, you'll see my coffee starting at like 3.38 in the morning. And because I get, I get up at 3.30, by the time I get to the coffee, it's about 3.38, 3.39. Yeah. Uh, you'll see it every day, I guarantee you. Yeah. So up real early, uh, I have a quick snack and then I, I pretty much get to work right away. For me, I've got to like, I've got to get a few things done so that I like mentally kind of unload a little bit. Um, so I get to work right away for a couple hours. Once I hit that point where I'm like kind of running out of steam or if like mentally I'm just starting to fade a little bit, that's when I go work out. So I'll go work out at that point. It then it kind of revitalizes me for the rest of the day. At that point, I'll come home and either uh, get more work done or 
if it's a day where I need to go into the gym, that's when I go into the gym, do my sessions there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Come back. I, uh, Oh, and prior to that, I actually, <clears throat> before going to the gym, I always, I'm so blessed that I get to wake up my son every day. I have a year and yeah. nine month old son. Okay. It's, my, it's honestly my favorite part of the day. Uh, okay. I Good. Go wake him up. It's twofold. Number one, I love that time with him. Number two, my wife, I, I want something really important for me, especially with all that I've put her through over the last 10 years. Um, she gets to take her time in the morning. Right. And so that's, that's important for me. I want her to be able to kind of relax and take her time and not have to, you know, kind of take care of our son right away. That first thing every time. So, uh, so that's important to me. I get to hang with him. I take him to his nanny. Then I go to the gym, come back. Um, depending on the day I might work out at that point and then pick up our son. And then before you know it, it's like, man, it's already uh seven o'clock and yeah. you know, yeah. putting our son to bed, having dinner and doing it all over again the next day. So I got you. I got you. That's, that's busy, man. Busy starting wee hours in the morning, three 38, uh, got the coffee, got the coffee going almost sounds similar to me, but I think my time is more about, uh, about five, five Oh eight. <laughs> so you got that. about a, you got about an hour and a half, almost two hours, uh, on me in that regards to as far as, uh, starting coffee. So speaking of coffee, cause I'm a coffee lover too. What is your, what is your favorite roast? Do you prefer light, medium or dark or what's your favorite brand? So I'm, I'm an espresso guy. We got the Nespresso, uh, okay. espresso and I do, uh, I make an Americano. So two shots of espresso with some hot water. And then I, I put, uh, collagen protein and creatine in there. Okay. Uh, which, so I start my day off with some protein right away. Um, and yeah, no, if I have one vice, I would say I'd probably drink too much coffee. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, I'm not sure if I can say I drink a lot, but I usually try to have about one cup and my cup is about, about eight ounces, like an eight ounce cup or whatever. If and sometimes I may have two, uh, what's today? Today is, uh, what, uh, Wednesday, no Tuesday. Um, I don't think I've had a cup of coffee since like Thursday. I go through these phases where I try okay. to like, you know, take about a week off and then go right back in, take about nice. a week yeah. off. And you know what I mean? Just no particular reason. It's just <laughs> some days I'm like, let me do something else. Based on Let me feel. do, yeah, 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 for sure. That way, when uh, I do decide to drink some more, it'll just be like that much more potent. I'm a fan of uh, this brand. It's called a uh, Copper Moon. It's Copper Moon. It's a uh, Hawaiian hazelnuts are really good. I use that, and then I have some uh, espresso, and I put a little bit in there, and so that gets me going. You know, first thing, first thing in the morning. If I don't have any uh, early morning clients, like sometimes I have. Well, about a 7.30. If I can get at least like 30 minutes of cardio in before that, you know, I'm cool. And then I'll do weights, you know, later. Now you mentioned yeah. about kind of working out after you get done far as with whatever work that you have far as for the day. How long do you, do you work out? What's it like an average far as time duration? If you have a time duration or is it just like, okay, I need to do this sets, these reps, blah, blah, blah. And I'm out. Totally. Yeah. I find that like my mental timer starts to go off at, at like 45 minutes to an hour. So I try, gotcha. to, like, try to move where I can get it done. You know what I mean? Gotcha. gotcha. You know how it is? Like all this stuff starts you try to get <laughs> thoughts out of your head, but they just yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, like, it's like, I got to wrap this up. I got this to do. I got that to do. I need to email this person. Back. <laughs> Cause sure. it's like, I, it's like, cause it's, it's such a fun time. It's such a detached time. But then it's like, okay, I think I'm having too much fun. <laughs> it's like right. something has to be on fire somewhere. I need to go put it out somewhere. 
you know, so I get it. So what's the toughest part about your day? That's a great question. I would say, I mean, I guess if I had to pick something, I'm not, it's not easy. I mean, I, it's not easy to get up at three 30 in the morning, every right. single time I am dead tired. Like, I'm right. like, wake up, I'm like why the hell did I choose? <laughs> right, right, but right. I stay up. Like the key is staying on my feet. So I stay on my feet. I have my, my alarm is across the room. So I have to get up out of bed. I walk over there and then I force myself to like, literally just stand by my dresser for like three minutes. And then at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm up. So yeah, that's the hard I got you. Honestly. Now, let me ask you this. I'm going to give you credit and, and I'm just going off of assumption. Where did you get that method from about having your alarm, your, your, your alarm in the other side of the room? You know, I, uh, I don't remember. You might not like, I don't remember exactly who I got it from. Um, who, who popped into your mind? Um, Jesus, <laughs> we're both like, uh, um, ball-headed guy um i really don't know his name i think he goes by keto something but oh. uh, he's a real he's a real popular guy or whatever and i was just watching something on him probably about maybe about a month ago and he mentioned the exact same thing same thing that you just said he said uh when he gets up he um no the night before he sets his alarm and you think he said puts it in his bathrobe um on the door or something like that that way he has to get up and literally just like you said and when it goes off, he has to get up versus just leaning over and just, you know, uh, hitting the snooze button. That way he's up and he has to, you know what I mean, turn it off. And then he he says he like uh, he'll go down and drink his protein coffee or whatever that he made the night before. And he does like what you just said. Uh, he had like kind of post a picture and say, hey, everybody, I'm up. It's like how you do with the with the with the coffee. And at first I'm like, huh, because I was trying to figure out how to be a little bit more productive in my day. And yep. you know what? I'm like, OK, let me start putting my alarm clock out at five and let me put it in my other room. So now when it goes off, I have to like literally get up and walk into the entire the other room. You know, even then, sometimes I still say, oh, whatever, I go lay back down. But 90 percent of the time I'm up. Um, uh, so that method does work. So if you are listening and watching and want to, wanting a way to be a little bit more productive in your day, just put your phone or your alarm into the other room or downstairs, wherever, where you can hear it when it goes off. That way you have no chance in the world to <laughs> go back to bed. Sometimes there still is a chance to, to go back to bed, but you know, at least you give yourself a fighting chance. Um, with that being said, as far as doing your workouts, now you mentioned uh, your favorite piece of equipment is like uh, where you can do some dumbbell chest presses. So what are what are your least and favorite exercises or muscle groups to work on? Uh, least, I would say, <clears throat> is core. I just think core is boring. I understand yeah. as well as you how important it is. It's extremely yeah. important. We have to do it. I just get so bored, uh, especially I think part of it's that mental timer. I'm like, come on, like, let's go, you know, take, you know, so I just get bored with it. So I would say that, uh, core is probably core is probably my least favorite. If I had to pick, I'm trying to think, um, no, I think that that's probably it. If I had to pick one, uh, that would do it for sure. I'm not my, my weakest movement, I would say are pull-ups. So it's always frustrating when you have to do like the the thing that that you're not as good at right so that's yeah i do them i do them every week but it's definitely my worst uh, exercise so i'm always a little like intimidated by that i got I you not- i got you i got you try to find something else to do instead it's like 
um, let me go run. (laughs) Instead of that, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Is there any particular, say, core exercise that kind of sets you off to, you know, have that type of mentality? Not to say that anything's wrong with it, because see, I hate legs where most guys love to do legs. I hate, I hate leg, I hate leg day. I had, did leg day yesterday and after this interview, once I stand up, everything's going to be sore. So I'm like really looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say anything specific. Uh, I think it's just more the t- like, I, I actually really enjoy doing exercises that get you to that point where you're like, man, I really want to, like, I, I want to stop or I need to stop or like, gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. I just don't really get that feeling as much. So I'm like, I know it's not a waste of time, but I just appreciate that struggle with some of those other harder. I totally get it. You know, so I totally get it. You can't really get that with core like you can with, you know, lifting heavy weights. I got you. Now you mentioned uh, dumbbell presses. Um, now, do you like uh, decline, flat or incline, like wide grip or close grip? What is your what is your top tier? Yeah, my favorite is just standard flat dumbbell bench press. Nice. That's I'm I've been doing a lot of incline dumbbell lately, um, mm-hmm. but just kind of compliment how much flat bench I'd been doing. But yeah, my favorite is definitely just flat, uh, flat dumbbell, nothing fancy. Uh, yep, just straight up flat. I bench. I got you. I got you. What do you tell your clients, um, or your potential clients, on how exercise can improve in performance? Yeah, you know, um, with exercise, number one, with a lot of pe- the people that I work with, they are they either have no experience or it's been a long time since they've done anything. Right. So first and foremost, I I like to let them know that, Hey, I'd rather the first several weeks of your training be too easy, almost frustratingly easy. Right. And we too much and you end up getting hurt or so sore that you can't move the next day. Right. It's not necessary. Right. So, um, that's the first thing in terms of performance wise there, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that goes into it and, depending on how much experience they have, right? That's going to impact that as well. So if they're completely inactive, you know, they're going to see some results pretty quickly, right? So just the nervous system responding really, really fast, you're going to start to feel stronger and feel different really quick. Whereas if someone's already active, you know, they're not going to feel uh, the difference as quickly uh, in that situation. So just talking to people and learning where they're at and just giving them honest information in terms of what they should realistically you know, expect in terms of, you know, performance from, from the training. Got you. So within that talk, what are, what are the top five negative things that can affect somebody's performance? Negative things. Okay. So <clears throat> number one is mindset going in, right? So if they have like a, um, uh, kind of like a negative mindset or like a mindset in terms of like it being uh, more of like a means to an end, right. you know, I think that's something that right away I, I have to address, uh, as well as um, helping them understand what's most important to them and the reason why they're doing this, right? So right. Like, have to figure that out first so that they can develop the right mindset so that they can stick with it long-term. Uh, because on that note with mindset, again, <clears throat> if they don't take the time to do that, we all know in the beginning of a program, I like to call it the honeymoon phase, right? So like right. everything's shiny and new and exciting right. and fancy, right? right? Um, but then after maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months that fades away, right. Just right. like in a relationship, the honeymoon phase ends. Right. And you start learning all of the stuff you don't like as much about what you're doing. And I'm honest, I'm upfront with people on that. I'm like, listen, this is going to end. 
you know, you're not going to be excited. There's going to be days where this is the last thing that you're going to want to do. If you're going to get through that, the only way you're going to is if we take the time to figure out your purpose behind this, right? So it's like, for me, I get up at 3.30 a.m. I work out every day. I eat well every day. Those are non-negotiable for me because I want to be the man that my son looks up to, right? Like that's my purpose. I want to be the man that my, my wife deserves. Like that is way more powerful than like, oh, I just want to lose 20 pounds, right? Whatever the, the goal is. So it's like those finite goals are important, but you have to have that infinite purpose behind right. to get you through those tough times. So right. mindset's huge with me, like getting people in the right mindset uh, for long-term success. Um, other than that, you know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot in terms of um, other things that I, I see people really struggling with. I think that's the biggest thing uh, that I like to address with people. And I think it makes the most impact as well. All right. Since we talked about the negative, what are the positive? What are the, what are your top five keys to success in one's fitness journey? Yeah. You know, so for me, consistency is everything, right? So come mm -hmm. up with a daily routine that you can stick with every day. So for me, obviously I get up stupid early in the morning, three 30 in the morning. You don't have to do that. I, but I would highly suggest waking up at the same time every single day. Right. Uh, right. Because it's going to create that consistency you make a promise to yourself, Hey, I'm getting up and you start the day off with a win. Right. And when you do that, when you, when you add up these small little wins together, uh, you start to get more confident, right. And confidence is everything with this. So, uh, that's my biggest thing for people is, is find something small that you can commit to every single day. Um, stay consistent with that, with those things. And that's, what's going to lead to ultimate long-term success. So that's understanding the whole, um, the whole process of everything. It's like, you've got to have finite goals, you also have to have your purpose behind everything and you have to have the process, right? That's going to get you there and you've got to commit to it and stay consistent. So it takes all those pieces right. in order to achieve those long -term, that, that long-term success. Um, and it's hard because with fitness, as you know, it's like we show up and nothing happens that day. We show True. up and nothing happens the next day. It's True. like you feel it or whatever, but you look in the mirror and nothing changes, right? True until like, I don't know how long it's going to be. Maybe it's a year later, then you're going to look in the mirror and be like, Whoa, I look different, you know? So, but we don't know when that's going to be. And so that's why True. staying motivated with fitness is so difficult is because you don't see any change. Like you can't see it. You can't tell it's right. what we're right. selling. There's no instant gratification right then and there. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, try to sell this. It's like, uh, you have to work really, really hard. Right. Painful. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Got to change the way you're eating you know, all this stuff. Yes, it's like, you're well, right. When do you want to sign up? You know, it's like, you don't <laughs> right. <know>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. Exactly. It's like, all right, I did five sit-ups. Where's my six pack? You know, it's like, eh, don't work out like that, homie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're right. And that's a tough, that's a tough barrier to break with some people, you know, getting them in, into that, uh, kind of that infinite mindset, that long-term. Right. Right. That investment process. You like know? you said earlier, that, that investment and that investment. So what advice would you give those who are on the fence about starting their fitness journey today? That's such a great question. So if you're, if you're thinking about it, like the first thing that you can do is just find people who are kind of doing or are at the position where you ultimately want to be, right? So find people that inspire you, right? It could be a friend, it could be an influencer on, on social media, whatever it is, start following them because honestly, your surroundings are so important. If you start, you know, following those people, as you know, the, the logarithm with social media, you're going to start seeing more fitness stuff on there, right? So that's going to start to have an impact on the way that you think, right? So start following right. 
people. Uh, you don't have to do anything crazy. Pick, I would say, pick the simplest thing that you could do. You know, for some people that could be just going for a walk, right? Go for a 20 minute walk five days a week. Make that a part of your routine. Mm. Make that a non-negotiable because even when you don't feel like it, you'll always feel better after you do it. That's the thing is think of how you're going to feel afterwards. But if you can make something simple, a part of your routine, you're going to get the confidence to then take that next step later. So may, you might not be ready to, to mentally to join a gym right now, but if you start doing something small, maybe four weeks from now or two months from now, you'll be in a much more confident mindset to take yourself out of your comfort zone. Cause I get right. it. Like it's scary for people who are untrained or out of right. shape. Like the gym is the last place I want to go. Right. Right. So I totally get that. And so starting with something small to help you build confidence uh, is something that I would, I would definitely su suggest along with, you know, following people, starting to follow people in the industry. That is so important. That is so important. So Steve Lavick, tell everybody where they can reach you, uh, your, your gym and, uh, and go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. You know, thank you. So, um, I'm on Instagram. I definitely suggest you follow me on there. I'm very active on my stories, especially I'm trying to provide as much value as I can on a daily basis, um, to help, you know, encourage and motivate people to get started and to get moving. Uh, so my Instagram is my first name, last name one, four. So it's Steve Lavick 14. Um, <clears throat> and then our gym is called beyond measure fitness. Uh, it's in Naperville. You can search that on Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, but yeah, Instagram and Facebook, I would say is are the best places, uh, to, to search me and in our gym. Okay. And I'll have all that information in the show notes for everybody who wants to go ahead and follow Steve and check out his gym. And you guys are just right down the street or well, right up the street far as for me, since I'm South for you. So Naperville for those who don't know our geographical location is about maybe less than like two hours from where I am in Peoria, Illinois. So next time I'm up there, I'm going to holler at Steve and, uh, get a session in, get a session in. And, uh, how long are your sessions? How long are your, are your sessions? You do one-on-one uh, -on -one, or do you do group or do you do both? What, uh, what's yeah, your, what's your motor training? We, we call it semi-private. So we're probably semi-private. Semi so for us, that means that uh, our trainers work with three to six people at a time. Okay. And everyone kind of moves at their own pace. So I would say anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the pace that you individually. Okay. So, yep. Cool beans, cool beans. You heard it first. If you found inspiration in today's podcast with Steve Lavick and would like to support, then sign up to my weekly newsletter, The Success Fitness Newsletter, and get 10% off my new cookbook, What's a Meal Prep for Beginners, when you click the link in my show notes. It includes three recipes for one high-protein meal, under 600 calories, step-by-step -step written instructions, and also a free workout ebook. The link will be in the show notes or description box, whatever you want to call it. And this brings us to the end of another episode of the Success Fitness Podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember this, if any situation is not making you stronger, simply chant more weight, more weight, more weight. Hashtag more weight. I want to thank Steve Lavick for appearing on the Success Fitness Podcast, which you much wish you much success and blessings and prosperity heading into 2023. Thanks, Peace man. Out. Same to you. Yeah.